Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 26 of the Vocal Minority Podcast. An abstract and entertaining look at our club, the now, on paper, mighty footballing juggernaut that is Toronto FC. The panel this evening is, as always, the editor for SB Nation's Waking the Red blog is Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Also, author of the West End Girl blog and now first team Waking the Red writer is Kristen Knowles. Hello, hello. From the Yorkies blog, editor and principal writer Tony Walsh. Yes. And also from the Yorkies blog, match reporter and Photoshop abuser, me, Mark Hinckley. Let's get right to it. TFC has done some real wizardry with producing signatures such as Defoe and Bradley and to a lesser extent, uh, Dero, Julio Cesar, and Gilberto. Julio Cesar. What? Ever look? We hey, had one. Let's of these not fuckers. get off on the wrong foot. How many? How many? Julio, He'll leave. How many Julio Caesars does one club possibly need? No, we, we haven't Caesars? had a Julio Caesar. We had a Julio Caesar. Now how, we have a Julio Caesar. How many Julio Caesars does it take to screw in a light bulb? Huh? Yeah? Brazilian or otherwise? Does it matter? There's like five that are professional. Brazilian right light bulbs are very complex. Oh, yeah. I, no, it's it's a. That's a minimum three-person job. Yeah, so with all these new signings, where are they playing? Who's unemployed? Anybody? Who are we starting with? Um, pick one at random. Like, all right, with, with Dero, central attacking midfielder slash striker. Which one do you have him at? I want him on the bench. <laughs> I agree. I think, you know, he, he brings a certain something, you know, and that is, you know, a lot of of dribbling and long shots and that sort of thing. He, you know, he said it himself at his reintroductory press conference. If he's not getting his touches, he'll abandon his position and come into the middle. You know what? He's, he could be quite good at that, but you know, have him on the bench as plan B. You know, Let plan A go as it should. Don't have Dero there to mess it up. If it's not working, bring Dero in to try and pull something out of his ass. Who's, plan, who's plan A over him? Uh, Ray Jackson, Osorio... Could be in those sort of attacking midfield positions. Interesting. Uh, I I don't think it'll happen, but that's what I'd like to happen. I'm not sure any either of those have uh, the central creativity that he brings. I don't know what his what he's going to look like. Is it is it the DC United Dero of last year, or is it broken Dero? The Dero of a couple of years ago. I guess that might have a lot to do with. Uh, how much or where we see him, I think. I prefer Richmond Kickers, D. Rosario. I thought you, you, just, you just love giant dreadlocks, though. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't like their attacking midfielders looking like Predator? Come on. I kind of I see him uh, starting. I do see him starting. I see him... I figure, like, the, the, the formation, and I know we're going to probably get to this. I see the formation going, like, a, a 4-4-2, and the middle is like a diamond. And you can... And instead of having maybe proper wingers, you can just load up and have, like, Osorio on the left side, uh, maybe... I don't know, somebody else on the right. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. But have D-Row at the top of that diamond, and then whatever two strikers you go with. And at the back of that would be Bradley. Well, clearly Bradley's going to be at the back. I don't think that's even a question. At the back, as a defensive midfielder? I think it'd be a bit of a waste to be just strictly defensive midfielder. I think he's more, you know, box to box. He's got a bit of attacking in it. Absolutely, he does. But I think to start with this team, with their fabulous defense, regardless of how much has been upgraded, I think that he's going to patrol that area a lot to begin with. Although he worked well in the terrible pregame. Yeah, season game, he worked well with Osorio. Preseason, so. he was obviously just very much every time yeah. you know, our goalie got the ball, he was coming back to pick the goalie up off the defense. So I guess he's going to be the one that's kind of starting the moves. But mm-hmm. you know, I think we can do better with Bradley than just strictly a defensive midfielder. I think so too. I, th- I think I more see Jackson in that role. As the ball-winning midfielder deeper, with Bradley kind of being the box-to-box, like you said, and kind of, I think he'd be wasted too far back. Do you see Jackson as being a starter day one, or is this going to be a period of adjustment? 
Adjustment. I think it's a period adjustment for many of them. Jackson, uh, he'd be on the bubble. I'm not sure. One thing he has going for him is he plays so many different positions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he will probably find a place for himself. And I mean, he is a experienced MLSer, which we're not really used to around here. I think he's, he's definitely going to be one of the more interesting things. You know, you can say you know, what you're going to be getting from Defoe and Gilberto, but uh, like Jackson is definitely uh, is going to be kind of more enigmatic. Would you say he's the dark horse of, the, of all the signings? Yeah, probably. I think maybe him and I think Gilberto is a bit of a risk as well. But uh, yeah, Jackson could end up being a really valuable bit of everything, but uh, he is one at the of, same time might not be. He is one of our two players who have fought a teammate on the field. Nice. So it's nice to have more than I one. I did of not those. know that about yes, it. When did him, that happen? Him and he uh, he fought David Ferreira. What? Yeah, on the pitch last year. Yes, just, just last season. Really? It was basically like right at half time. So, I think uh, they had a bit of a tussle. Oh, I completely missed that. I feel him, sad uh, now. So uh, you know, we're hoping that him and Bradley or double team Reggie Lynn at some point of the season. <laughs> that, that's your half time entertainment, right there. <laughs> they, Sorry, they, Timbits. Are they both our new Usanov or what? Let's that's see pun- how, how, how good their uh-huh. equestrian punching goes. Your dark horse signing, you would say Jackson or Gilberto, or for me, it's Moro. I think I think Moro might be a surprising upgrade. I don't think he's a fantastic player, and he did flirt with the All Star team, but I, I think he brings probably a more rounded game than Ashton Morgan has yet. Ashton Morgan flashes of promise, flashes only, has yet to put in two or three full months in a row of consistency. I like the kid, and I, he's quickly not becoming a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. He has to step up, but I'm not sure he's going to... I think Morrow's going to get in his way with this team. I don't know. I, I, I think Morrow is a little more of a known quantity in that we know we've got a solid defender. He's not much of an attacker, but we've got not new attacking pieces, so do we really need an attacking left back? I think that's a good Not point. so much. I think he can just stay at home mm-hmm. and take care of business, whereas Ashton does not like to do that and that's been the problem I, I sort of lean towards what Duncan was saying with it either being Jackson or Gilberto or how do you say his name is it Gilberto or is it Gilberto Gilberto, Gilberto. I'm gonna go with Gilberto I kind oh, of like, Gil. I, like I, I kind of like that I'm just gonna call him Bert Bertie <laughs> <laughs> who's Ernie oh we got rid of Bernie oh yeah, sad that is sad very the lost to me, to me Gilberto is the dark horse in for me personally in the wrong way. I, he's the one I fear mm-hmm. backfiring on them. Oh, okay, go completely wrong. Yeah, kind of and awesome. and I I fear that because of now it's not really it's not fair because he he, he is not responsible for Laba's However, imminent departure. But people I think will see we gave up Laba for this guy, and if he doesn't come out and score, I'll say it a good bunch of goals. Well, not twenty five, <laughs> but, but a good load, like yeah. a, a good amount. People are gonna say we gave up Laba for this guy, and there's your three million dollar goat. So he's got a lot, I think he's got a lot of pressure, more than Defoe, I think, to come out quickly and establish himself as a useful striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely rather have Laba than Gilberto without really having seen Gilberto at all. Um, the other thought you're saying, though, I mean, for Morrow, just I think defensively, he's, he's just more a defensive player than Morgan, he's not so much attacking, but I am totally fine with that. It's, let's just have a back four that stays at home, doesn't really do much. I agree. We've got a bunch of fancy attacking talent. You know, let's let's play some good old fashioned precky ball, and then let the superstars do what they do up front. <laughs> okay, were we ten minutes in before precky got mentioned? Um, <laughs> precky Claxon. Also, Chad Barrett. Chad Barrett. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's 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 three shots yeah. for Chad Barrett because he just mentioned it three times. 
and once for for, for Brady. So <laughs> all right, uh, it's okay. I got a Mo Johnson reference coming up, so everyone's gonna get real liquored up. Nice. Given everything that we've that we've seen, ever all the signings that have been, if you could sign one more player, doesn't matter where, doesn't matter who, DPs be damned, who would it be? I'll go a realistic kind of signing, or just a position that I'd like. I, now, especially with, we'll talk about more about the injury to be right DK. I think they need a big target man. Gilberto Defoe, both your smaller size strikers, pacey. Defoe's pace will drop off over the years, but he still has some. They need a, an Alan Gordon type. Alan Gordon, that'd be great. I would love to have Alan Gordon back. I think that's what they Try need. Try him as, away as, from I think, I, and I think DK, and it's and it's a shame. No, like, that ship is long sailed. Don't ever no, no, no. Back. I'm not saying bring him back. I'm saying, but that's to me, that's the prototype. Is is somebody who can stand, be a vacuum to the ball, yeah. turn and do whatever the hell he wants, providing you know his hamstrings don't. Yeah. Connor Casey, right. I'm sure he'd love to come to <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear his wife is a huge yeah. fan. Oh, of his yeah. Yeah. Um, but DK out of retirement. Come on. I think it's it's an extra shame that DK went down because I think his. Physicality would have been a huge foil in late in the game, seventieth minute. If you know you're not finding a way with your two technical strikers to bring a guy who just crashes in this league, especially. And I think I'd like to see them bring something, someone like that in. And that is the loss because we haven't had for ages someone with a strong physical presence who's played there consistently. We've had the occasional throw in, be injured two months later, two weeks later. It wasn't immobile either, which was kind of nice about him is that he actually had. You know, a little bit of pace could actually move. Mm-hmm. Terrible touch, but he could move and get the ball and then do things with it once he had the ball. Yeah, but even a mobile version of him would be fine because there's a lot of mobility around him on this team. Just just, a just someone yeah. to disrupt. Yeah. Because there is a fear that, you know, opposing defenses, bigger ones, can mm-hmm. put their hands on the heads of Gilberto <laughs> and Defoe and shut down our offense completely. Yeah, right now it's, it's a pretty small group. Even if you go like beyond, like, oh exactly, Defoe, you know, you know, there's just, Bradley and then Sorio, they go down. Defoe, Ray, I don't know, is Jackson big? He's clearly feisty. I think he's a bit of a yeah, brick shit house. So I had, I had two, I had two, two suggestions. Lay on your fantasy league. Yeah, no, it's um, um, you've, you've one you've heard me say multiple times. Um, I don't know. And it's just blurting it out in general. It'd be Schweinsteiger. Uh, and that's mostly because have you seen what the cost of getting a customized name and number on the back of the shirt is? 22 bucks. If I'm going to get a name on it, I'm going to have 15 bloody oh, letters shoulder to shoulder. It, it's the same if it's Edu or Schweinsteiger. Yeah. 22 really? bucks. Who thought of this really? business model? Come it's on. terrible. Does Absolutely. MLSC know that about this? That must be a league model. Oh. <laughs> MLSC is <laughs> not behind this. It's, this is, it's definitely through their shop because I had to check. Also, uh, I personally would want to see this just for the name on the back, and that's uh, Roma center back Destro. What a head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what a head. Uh, yeah, no, it's. I just want a shirt that says Destro and not just be some G.I. Joe fanboy because then <laughs> we'd have to get a Cobra Commander one, and that's uh. that's just too far. So uh, I presume I'm sure there's a Brazilian kind of named Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I, on head. Me too. Destro, okay, sure. Cobra Commander, I got. I was like, Destro, like, yeah, like, Silverface. Uh, oh, is that what yeah. his name is? Originally, he wanted he wanted Micon, but because there's like 85 Micons, <laughs> so you're gonna be Cobra Commander. I wanted Fred. But next time I'm on the scene, do not try to distance. Keep your mouth so soccer jock because I'm strictly business. Changing gears now. When Lewicki came in, he started running his mouth just like the last three failures that we had. And yes, I'm counting Mo Johnson. Everyone take a shot. Three times? Yeah. Then this weird, strange thing happened where he delivered. Bezbachenko might be a coup in itself, but that was just the beginning. Two massive signings. 
one re-signing, one staggering loan, and bam, this whole thing is for real. So $100 million later. Are we a super club? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, that's yes and no. I, on paper, yes. And also for the record, you mm. don't know how hard it was for me not to say supper club. Because <laughs> I see, it's just like, oh, we should be, we should be, should be I like this. Ooh, I'm going to go against the grain and say we're more supper club than super club. <laughs> nice. And and I mean that because I don't think we, we're super club until no. we win anything and this mm-hmm. is a yearly practice. No, okay, not to the okay, not to million dollars not to the one, wow. no, not to the Defoe Bradley. Pockets you've got there. Every, no, but we've had seven years of nothing, Empty and we've had one year of nuttiness. So Super Club is premature. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. uh, in a big way. To me, we're equally setting ourselves up to be league laughingstocks if this doesn't oh, work. Yeah. In a big way, you know, we've made a lot of noise, and mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't take away from what they've aimed to do as management. It's to be lauded, and it's about time. And for those using a hundred million, hundred million over and over again, you know, well, you know, mm-hmm. we had seven years of you know wasted millions. Yeah. yeah. So this, mm-hmm. I have no problem with what they've spent. I don't care about being that team going out and spending money. But to me, Super Club has a bunch of trophies too. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think we put ourselves in position right now to be the next New York Red Bulls. Maybe not going to be the Galaxy and winning things, but we're now rich team that doesn't win shit is all we are right now. And I think as well they've they've managed to, you know, piss away a lot of like pity from the rest of the league. I think, you know, towards the end of last year and you know, even maybe when we get Defoe, there was a lot of people saying, Oh, you know, that's really nice for TFC. Their fans deserve it. They've been through a lot, you know. They're there, okay, they're there. I'm gonna be watching them. I'm pulling for them. I think, you know, we keep going with you know better than Defoe and now, you know, Michael Bradley and Cesar as well. And yeah, that's gone. People want us to fail. Oh absolutely. fair enough. I would totally want us to fail. I think the I think the fear of you know once we pummel somebody into dust a couple times and this machine that's been put together all of its parts now working together I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it super club but now you build the mythos where okay now Toronto's coming to town and it's no longer three points it's Toronto's coming to town and say oh can we stop the onslaught which is awesome and hysterical <laughs> at the same time. I and, love your optimism. It's adorable. As well, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, all these people here in the Bradley jerseys, <laughs> all that sort of thing. Like, you know, we you know, if you hate all the people turning up in Thierry on reshirts and that sort of thing. Well, they're always going to show yeah. up well, in the Arsenal strip. But now when we go, you know, there's going to be a in bunch the of people. Roma, on, Bradley yeah, AS Roma kids. Yeah, there's a bunch of people going to be supporting TFC wherever we, should, we go. We should so, just get a yeah. bunch of chamois with some tape and just, you know, his first day, we just all. Put them on, tape them poorly, and look, we're the fan. We're supporters club. Hey, we'll get on TV. Oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Wacky. Yeah, we're, yeah, that's, that's, we're wacky, all right. That's what we need. We need more, more. TV exposure. (laughs) (laughs) Big, you know, t-shirts, things like vocal minority, and then it's like with the wigs there, and then, you know, we we get the attention. I thought we were going to be the cesarean section. Oh, <laughs> this was de- this was decided. The Julio Cesarian <laughs> section. I don't know. Yeah, Super Club is, is is a bit much. I mean, we made five really big signings, and you know, two or three really good ones. But there's still ten spots in that on that on that side that uh, is kind of not MLS caliber or barely MLS caliber. Like, and that's that's just going to take time. Also, got to win a few things. You know, maybe maybe the Canada Cup would be nice. Maybe uh, a nice run into the semifinals of Champions League before we get stomped out by a random Mexican team. To be a, to be a super club, though, it, it looks like one. It sure as hell isn't one. Not yet. And for a future episode, super clubs don't share stadiums with gridiron teams. Mm. Coming soon. Coming soon. Oh! 
Topical. Dun, dun, dun. Check out those new goalie uh, cover kit. Now that now that we're arguably in the same Echelon. stratosphere, yeah, we're in the same area as as L.A. and New York. Um, do we get to stop complaining about them? Should we stop complaining about them? Probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. think yeah, are we, we going we've got to? No legs to stand on I say, anymore. I say, absolutely, because we should stop I'll, or we should continue. Oh no, like uh, we don't have to stop complaining about them. about those two clubs. Yeah. Simply because they're New York and L.A. Yeah. And in almost every sport, New York and L.A. Are, are the evil empire. This is for once, other teams will probably look at us in the same vein as them. But mm-hmm. we are not with them. We hate them too. They just, everyone hates us as well. Because now we're the Canadians. Yeah, but we can't. Like, no, we, we we've spent, we've spent I, three or four years, five years, going on and on about L.A. getting to bend the rules. New York getting to bend the rules. And the, the players they get to bring in. And the money they throw around. And this and that and the other thing. Well, hey... Look in the mirror. What but are we doing? But we had to throw extra money around to get those players to come here. You ask the average European DP coming over here. He says, New York, L.A. Those guys aren't coming to Toronto with a grand plan without wads of cash being thrown at them. Don't think Jermaine Defoe didn't want to think about L.A. or New York before Toronto. Come on. They wined and died his mom. Hello. Well, you get a guy's mom on board. <clears throat> Does L.A. or New York have Drake. Thank you. Case closed. New Dumb. York has cool Modi. Yeah, I think, I think he lives in the Meadowlands, <laughs> <laughs> where he goes to work like a doctor. Yeah, they got Bon Jovi as well. I think and New, New York Jersey has here. got uh, um, Bismarck. So I mean, he's got what you need. Yeah, but you say he's just a friend. So, mm. oh baby, you. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> we should stop. Back to your point, um, uh, Kristen. Does that does like the bending of the rules thing? Does that make us hypocritical? No. Well, a bit. I don't think so. A tiny bit. It, it would but be, I embrace it. It would be hypocritical if we kept bitching about LA and New York at this stage after we've done it ourselves. I think the bitching, though, is, is, is reasonable then because there were so many gray areas in the rule book. Well, what's a DP? Mm. Oh, this is a DP. Wait, you, you can have more than one DP? What the hell does this mean? You're going to get two DPs. You're going to get three DPs. Holy shit. Well, like, this is all news to everyone. Well, the whole young DP thing, which personally, I think we should get to keep him just for that reason. You, you talk about the rules. I mean, you know, the whole time you know, everyone thought the, the L in MLS stood for like LA. It's like, no, it's Lewicki. We're the ones that get everything now. Major <laughs> Lewicki soccer. I, I, We're winning. I don't care about massaging the rules in this league. If, They're so if this, no in rules. the world of football rules, <laughs> massage, MLS is a rub and tug. Because... There are no rules. <laughs> there is a lot of dirty massaging going on, and it will continue, and we're just playing the game. Until everyone gets a happy do, do ending? we get a happy ending this year? <laughs> we, we shall see. <laughs> I think we might leave a little unhappy. I would say that Toronto drifts into, and, and, and our supporters, drift into the realm of hypocrisy if they find a way to keep Lava around. If they find mm. a way to keep Lava, I agree. And this the, is the, the rest like, of the league will erupt in, what, what, what? Yeah, and probably rightly so. Yeah, and I think we were talking before about like, oh, you know, we could have had Laber instead of Gilberto. I think we could have had Laber instead of Cesar. And I think you know they were working on things that could have been some kind of shenanigans that they could could come up with, and it'd be fine. But then all of a sudden, oh shit, Cesar's available. Brazilian World Cup player. Yeah, we're going with that. Sorry, Matias, you're out. Um, Which you know, I would definitely rather have Laber and Bendik than Cesar and Jeremy Hall. Um, Every day. Anyway, that's all just my day. own theory, but you know, it was yeah, but that's Jeremy Hall. right when all He's the got rumors. Got a fancy new beard now. 
Yeah. Right when all the rumours about Cesar came out, that's when it came out. Yep, yeah, all right, we're done. You know, lab is definitely gone. Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure those are coincidences. We used to pass Gargans on a goalie. Well, I mean, as far as hypocrisy goes, I, 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 I wish I cared more. I, I don't care because I don't care for the socialism of of the MLS. The rules are which is ironic stupid. for me, but <laughs> I'm with Jacob Peterson. It is downright un-American <laughs> all this socialism. Like wow. I, I believe, you know, I understand why the rules are there to protect against the old mistakes made in the past in North America. But, you know, time is... It, this is a 20-odd-year-old league now, almost. And, you know, the discussion's got to start being had about if the clubs are market-driven or if it's uh, everyone's getting a participant medal. At which point do you take the reins off? Like, you can, you can make strong arguments that six to eight clubs probably will survive quite nicely without, without the airbags that is yeah. the MLS... Uh, salary structure. That being said, the other 10, are they in a position yet? Once the Columbuses of the league, which is really just Columbus, once they are in a position where they're getting 15,000 people a game, regardless of how good or bad the team is, regardless of who's, what star power is drawn in, maybe maybe the star power of the rest of the league you know, fuels their attendance. At what point do you go, okay, if the weakest one can survive on their own without without our salary cap and restrictions. We're years away from that, especially with City coming in. And if anything, yeah. they've got to put, they've got to actually put the pull on the reins. It's about to, really, I think it's about to go completely their direction. And, and TFC's helped start tipping that scale, which again, I agree with Tony in that I kind of don't care just because I want us to have nice things and I'm sick of supporting just the crappiest Fagundes. But a, a stable league is a nice thing. Absolutely, it's a nice yeah. thing, which yeah. is why I do think they need to pull back and say, well, all right, everyone's had some fun and we're letting City come in with their connection to City and something bizarre is happening with Shivas too. Someone just bought them or sold them. I don't know. I wasn't They're rebranding. Rebra- no, 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 but they're being sold to. I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily agree that they got to pull the reins back. I think there is room to relax salary cap a little bit and keep the reins on a bit to find a bit of a balance where, look, the reason we got good players this year is because our market drove it. People were not going to come back. People were going to really, truly start turning their back on this club. It was becoming truly irrelevant. And something big had to be done. And that's a market force. In the way it works right now, New England craft can happily have 6,000 people show up and know his team is still making profit. He doesn't have to do anything. There is no market that's true. driving. So I, I think okay. I, I agree with you that with these big new owners coming in, including our own, who are willing to throw cash out, you don't want to tip the league into any old NASO territory. But... I think there's wiggle room where you can probably make it that teams whose markets drive that kind of desire to improve. And I mean, you know, New York, as an example, New York uh, a City, you can pull back the salary cap reins. They'll happily loan in for Man City players. But that's one of the things is there has to, I'm not necessarily even talking about pulling the reins of the salary cap. I'm talking about things with the loans and the back end deals. And I think... Wow. That's more concern to me than the money. The money, I think, is fine. If you've got the money, freaking spend it. Just throw throw piles of cash at whoever the hell you want. If your club has the money and it falls under the cap rules, such as they are this day and whatever cocktail napkin they've been written on and in invisible ink, um, 
I think that's fine, but it's the other stuff that is starting to look a little, you know, LA's got LA too. That's a little, you know, unnerving um, as yeah. a... So basically, they can now have, like, 50 players exactly. than just 30. So that sort of thing, I think, is more what the league needs to be like. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so, but, but if everyone is capable of playing under that umbrella, then you're... Of loaning in players from major clubs all the time? Well, okay, New York City FC is a different case because they're owned by Manchester City. But they're the, the start rest, of the case. Look, Toronto FC has done it through personal contacts. Right. So it's isn't it up to those clubs to go out and make those contacts? Just say QPR. QPR. <laughs> <laughs> but so everyone just well, needs don't, to don't forget Exactly, Spurs everyone needs to club. Yeah. Yeah. No, hire yeah, a former player. I know. A recently retired player from some kind lots of European of clubs. super club and it's all good. But there's lots of clubs in the world who have partnership agreements. There's partnership agreements and then there's partnership agreements. Yeah. It's background gold there. People are really paying attention. No, this exactly. Is, yeah. Bonus this is what points. drives the show. If, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, if you're listening, rewind for about 30 seconds. Pay attention to the mumbling in the background. Gold. Gold. Yeah, and it's, mm. this is this is recorded in mono, so they can just pick anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Lenny Kravitz album. <laughs> that's a good reference I don't fully know, so that's awesome. Ah, it's springtime with Nelly. Flowers are in bloom, and the chirping of birds fill the air. Typically, wait for more roster approaches and desperate attempts to fill the cracks. But so much has been taken care of that we're actually discussing tactics. That so, feels wrong. What is that we're discussing tactics? Yeah, we have a full squad. I miss I dry lists. <laughs> yeah. I miss them being signed up the day before first kick. How many Gambians do we need this year? Who's screwing a Brazilian <laughs> light bulb? Yes, <laughs> yes. The answer is Julio Caesar. Um, <laughs> Who's going to be getting changed in a taxi on the way to the game? Ooh, could, that it'll still history? be Dan Gargan. Yeah. <laughs> it'll always be Dan Gargan until the end of time. How do you guys see the first bunch of matches going now that we don't have to worry about leftovers filling out the roster? Um, I'm just in panic. Uh, it's going to take a while for things to come together. And while that coming together is happening, there's going to be you know a few draws and defeats and... And yeah, there'll be a bit of panic. I'm, yeah, I'm, I agree. I think it's good. there's going to be a, a real gelling period, and it is going to light a lot of uh, hand wringing in the mm. stands of "Oh God!" No matter what we do, TFC is always going to be TFC after we lose a few matches. I I hope I'm wrong, but I could see that opening match being a real tough go in Seattle. Yeah, that's yeah. what we, I was we, thinking. We, I we fear always, that game. We always let three goals in, in yeah. Seattle. Exactly. So yeah, I, I, I mean, Fry's uh, going to get a shutout and, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> and a goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a goal. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I think the I think the gelling period. That this is a club that is most likely going to have eight different starters starting the season than we ended with. So any club who tries that is going to go through a period, no matter who you bring in. So yeah, there will be panic, but. The judging will be probably in late May, June before mm-hmm. we have a good idea of how the Unfortunately, that's also when the World Cup comes around. So yeah. it could be a year of finding their way. I do think we will get more than one win in our first 10 games, which will be an improvement over the last two seasons. So yay for that. Low bar. We, we might we'll, double we'll, our output. We will, clear, <laughs> we will clear that bar. Fearless prediction. More than one win in 10. Do we have any, um, does anybody want to go on a limb and have a shot at what our record's going to look like after 10? 
three wins, uh, two ties. Yeah, three wins, two ties, five losses. Why not? I'm going four wins, three ties. Heady stuff. That's practically championship. I know. Ten draws. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all, you already all, said we're going to lose Seattle. All nil-nil. <laughs> they rescind that loss. <laughs> Get it turned over due to financial Unfair turf ruling. Um, mm. No, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, along the lines with Duncan about three wins and a few draws thrown in there. I, I, I think it, it, it could be a shaky start. Don't know what that necessarily does to Ryan Nelson's prospects with such high expectations. I, we won't know, but it would be interesting to know what kind of internal uh, number they've, they've set on him for June, July. I think he has until the World Cup, until World After? Cup, until World Cup is over. Mm-hmm. I think that is the line they're going to set for him: how he manages up to the World Cup and how he manages without the departing, allegedly departing players. Mm-hmm. We'll know. Who, who knows? Could be none. It could be well, none. Michael well, Bradley, Michael Bradley, for sure, yeah. but you know, Defoe and, and Cesar are not absolute right. locks to go with their respective teams. But right. really, we well, might as well. I think Cesar, well, Cesar and Bradley Defoe, are, are probably he's, not. He's on the bubble, on the bubble but, yeah. but he will probably be invited to the camp at the very least. Yes, I agree with mm-hmm. you there. So. But I think he's got until after the World Cup. Plus, once the World Cup is over, there's managers available. So has, has Nelson actually got any of his coaching badges yet? I wonder. I don't think I so. I have not heard I mean, so. That's definitely the, the the big thing, I think, really, because it's one thing to be able to take a poor team and manage them to respectability, at least respectably poor. It's another thing to actually have a good team and be able to manage them to to do well. And you know, Nelson hasn't had a good team up until now, so we don't know if he can or can't do that, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. How much of a disaster has to take place for Nelson to get the axe? Oh, and ten. Okay, that's obviously. What's the maximum disaster? I say three and seven. Three wins. So if he's got if he's three got wins, nine points, three wins, 10, seven losses, something like that. So if he's got under, if he's got under ten points after ten games, I think anything under five hundred is he's on the edge. I don't agree. I, I think they're going to no, give him a lot more leash than that. Yeah, okay. I really do. I think he's got leash. They've invested uh, a lot in saying this yeah. is our guy. and uh, But they have. That's, that's hyperbole has been said contacts. many, many times around many, I mean, many football teams. He's, he's the big European scout as well. Yeah. Yeah. QPR, yeah. Arguably, you can say <laughs> that they wouldn't have had... Got me there. Yeah. They wouldn't have got these signings without him. So <laughs> are they going to kill their <laughs> golden <laughs> goose? Sure. With Maybe the little Blackburn. webs everywhere, right? Yeah, true. Probably oh, are. Why is he yeah. here? That's true. Yeah. That's true. No. Well, yes. hypothetically... Half it, the new signings it, come it, because you know, of him. It's all who's... It's all, your, the money. it's all about your options. Say Bruce Arena becomes available. Does Tim Lewicki not get tempted by that? <laughs> he but makes look, the first but, call. But look at who Find was out it. he's the one that was responsible <laughs> for getting fired in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry about your luck about getting fired. I ain't getting fired. Oh, I'll call you back in ten. <laughs> um, I'd take a reader over Nelson, sure. Well, yeah, and I, and I think, uh, you know, Tim Lewicki and, and co, they know it, uh, like I said, it's all what's out there, what your options are. If if Nelson doesn't light it, and not light it up, but if he's not solid and shows some, especially if he's challenged during the World Cup, if he's down to one striker, say, for instance, mm-hmm. and he can't find a way to massage his, his tactics to work well, you know, that could be a big exposure of his Oh, I agree. Skills. And at that point, I think that's where he better have gotten a handle on it or better be looking for a new job. 
Well, what tactics can you change, or do you change, with what we know now? Well, I mean, I think you can potentially go back to the start of last season. I mean, the first few games we were playing, it was just Earnshaw up front, then you know, Bostock, Ephraim, and Lamb, and was it Dumfield and Hall, I think? That sounds right. It was very 4-2-3-1, and kind of aggressive, high-pressing, and the, the problem was... It was Lamb, Ephraim, and Bostock. Exactly. I mean, we've got a lot more quality now, so I mean, does he kind of go back to that? I mean, is that kind of, oh, this is what he'd like to play if he has the tools? I mean, everyone kind of thinks, oh, you know, Nelson 4 4 2, whatever, but, you know, back when he was first experimenting at TFC, it was, pretty it was creative. 4 2 3 1, yeah. you know, the fullbacks were pressing very high, so, you know, he, I don't think he's quite as tactically one dimensional as I would agree. Yeah. a lot of people may think, but. Uh, I know it's going to be interesting to see what he does with better players. Well, based on investment, we have to assume two strikers, yes. when they're healthy, Defoe or, and or Gilberto, aren't going to see much bench time if they're healthy. So the World Cup changes that if Defoe goes. Well, speaking of another four, now that, now that DK is, is tragically down and out for the season, so do you grab another player or do you stick with what they've got? Stick with what they've got. Really? Because um, I honestly well, think that Wiedemann's going to be too busy being the talk of the town hitting schools in Wilmington. I am not. <laughs> I am not saying they shouldn't pick somebody up. I'm saying they're not going to pick somebody else up. I don't know. I mean, I think you know, we're obviously still trying to to trade Laber or find something to do with Laber. Yeah. Decent big forward is now potentially the big. Ooh, this is what we're looking for in exchange for Matthias Laber, if it's traded within MLS. Mm-hmm. I, I think they need certified MLS striker, even if it's someone who is the number one off the bench at another club. Uh, no team is going to be successful with Wiedemann as your number one choice off the bench. Because, yeah, yeah. just just based on injuries alone, unless you're happy putting in a solo striker with Dero playing the false nine, which I know won't go down well with Anyone. a lot of people. So, <laughs> no, myself, inclu- myself included. And I, no, I, I, I like Dero, and I don't. I like Dero, and I don't. You like Dero. <laughs> No, listen, I like him, but I don't like that idea myself. I don't think that works. How many goals is D-Row going to get? Mind you, this isn't the D-Row show no more. This no. Is obvious. And never mind his age. Never mind the fact that he is now two or three years older than we last had him, where he bagged 17 goals and was still drummed out of here because of some... I'm still bitter. So... In, just, in, folks, just because you can't see this, this table is completely divided right down the middle <laughs> on on this matter. So we'll we'll address this on another day. But. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so how like in in the new system where he's no longer he's not even the number two guy. He's his role is going to be running them or playing in the midfield. D- does he know that exactly? We're gonna find out. His, he's gonna to be told. again going back to his reintroductory press conference. He seemed pretty uh, pretty hey, confident. I'm, I'm gonna you know be bringing success back. He, he wasn't really talking about you know, contributing. Forget bringing sexy this back. And that. He, he seemed back. to be in his head. He's front and center. So, but that's who he is. We will see. Yeah, that's Dero. Dero without that is you know what is he? He's a shell of even if he can't do it. <laughs> that's who he is, right? That's who. That's you bring that guy in because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And other teams have used it well. It didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it I mean, worked it, on paper here, and the numbers worked well. But as a team, San Jose it worked. Houston. It worked very well under Dominic Kinnear. Yeah. It hasn't worked since he's mm-hmm. left Houston. Yeah. Uh, if if he can eat up some good solid minutes and have more assists than goals, I'm happy. If he. But yeah, what's your prediction? I, but goals, yeah. four or five, and a bunch of assists, I'd be happy. He'd be worth the money. I, I'm I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking three. I'm thinking he's yeah. actually going to play. Well, with others, mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> in the sandbox. Yeah, he's going he's gonna <laughs> to play. He's not going to take uh, his toys and go home because I mean he he has to know that if for as fit as he is, he has to realize that his opportunities are now even more limited. If you're going to pay a guy, let's assume he's getting, you know, he's still making six figures under this new contract with Toronto City. Um, after this season, who's going to want to sign a 39-year-old who was a pain in the ass in Toronto for another season? Like, is like is, is Colorado really going to go step out and go, you know what, let's take a shot at him? <laughs> no, it's not. He He's at a stage where if he wants to have longevity, if he wants to make it to year two of this contract and get a one-year extension, he has to play well with others. I think he's going to eventually figure it out. I don't think day one he's going to be this midfield maestro that a lot of Canadian football supporters kind of hoped he would be, not just a goal-scoring guy who doesn't want to pass it up front. I think he's going to figure it out, but I still think he'll contribute He'll contribute three goals. But I think he'll be a, a major part of the team. Uh, I will predict seven. Seven goals. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it is kind of what I fear. I mean, hopefully, you know, I don't think he'll do that. There's kind of like the thing about, oh, he, he might. But like you were saying, he'll realize. But um, if those can be some goals off the bench or, you know, if he's filling in when people are in the World Cup, then seven would uh, would be a, a decent return. I'd be very happy with that. All right, so when I was scribbling my notes, and trust me, they are scribbled. No one ever wants to try and read my handwriting. I scribbled some outrageous number, which was ten, which I don't actually believe. I'm more along the five or six... I think I think six or seven is reasonable. I think he's capable of it. I think that in some instances he's just going to do it because of the aforementioned, you know, ego and the confidence which you want in someone who scores goals for your club. Yeah, sometimes um, and, we're going to need that. Exactly, it's going to be necessary. So I think he's capable of probably more goals than assists. I, I don't see him as a great sharer of the ball. I see him as a this is my ball. I'm going to take it to the net. That's my opinion of D Does that include the six goals he has to get against Montreal in the? Uh... Canadian oh no, those are just that's just that's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just butter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good, good. Uh-huh. Defoe, what are we thinking of Defoe? Is he we, gonna be? We love him. No, but like, is he? Is, <laughs> and is he, he gonna, loves you. <laughs> is he gonna be? Is he gonna be Mike McGee, Chris Wondolowski yeah. for us, or is he gonna be ten goals and thank you? I, Which isn't bad either. I mean, I see a fifteen-ish number in there. Anything less is gonna be considered a failure, major disaster. Think, All right, let's go with hit rate just because mm-hmm. after the last DP striker we had, he was amazing when he was healthy, but now he's he's broken in half and nobody wants him. If he gets injured, what kind of a strike? One in three games? Two in three games? Being being a Spurs supporter and watching Defoe for many years, he is uh, he can be an extraordinarily streaky player who can disappear for five or six matches and then come in and well, score. We got rid of Vern Shaw, though. Well, okay. Not that kind of streaky. Not take the whole summer off streak. Oh, all right. And I don't think it's going to be quite as bad here. Obviously, Premier League versus MLS differences. But he can disappear for periods. Even in matches, he, you know. And then, but then he'll come out and get you a hat trick out of... I think at in MLS, you know, his strike rate, I think, will be pretty good. But people, I think, will be need to be prepared for dry spells with him, too. In defense of Earnshaw, it was a really nice summer. You know, it, it was, was good weather. Who would want to be out there working? Hard? I mean, exactly. on the lake. Yeah, I mean, the, the water's right there, guys. Mm-hmm. You get on one of those boats. Especially you know, if the Deguzmans are running the exactly. boat. Exactly, the party oh, boat. I thought he was what? back in the uh, Royal Zambia. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, he has a new hat to model was, on the sidelines, so right? got to get that fashion if, line it's, going. It's as if the prince was in town, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
Um, hey, Kristen, hey, what Mark. are your thoughts on, Thanks, Mark. on uh, Defoe? I think he's going to, I'm going for, I'm saying 19. I think he's going to fall just short of 20. Just so people are going to be like, but he could have had 20 goals. And it'll just be, you know, that'll be the dramatic storyline for why he was a failure for us this year. Because he didn't hit 20. I think he's going to do well. I, I agree with uh, Tony that he can be streaky, but I think he's going to destroy a lot of defenses here. It's going to be fun. I will go with uh, 15, just because I don't think he's going to be taking time off for the World Cup. So, you know, he will get a full season. Barring any injuries, he'll get a full, mm-hmm. you know, 30-odd games. I'm going to go 15. I think he's a, a one in every two games yeah. kind of guy on average. Yeah, I, I, would be, I would be thrilled with a... Two and five. I'm gonna go with that just because our forwards always seem to die. It, like if he, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he bags two goals in every five games, that would put him at about 13, 13 to fifteen goals. So I'm gonna use that ratio as the measure because who knows? After six games, he could pull a hamstring kneecap or something, and that's the end of those it. hamstring kneecaps. Oh, they're the worst. worst. Oh my god, you just tear everything. Barring injury, how many goals do you think they see him providing? They being management coaches. 30? You think, yeah. 25? 20? Or do you think he's here for his name? I think it's on a sliding scale. I think, you know, Nelson's probably on like 15, Bezbachenko maybe thinks 20, Lewicki's got like 80. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patrick, every game. Oh my god. All bicycle kicks. Yes. yes. Like, I do in football think circles. Think of the shirt sales. I understand in football circles, Defoe, Defoe's name brings something, but to, oh, I only watch Chelsea slash Arsenal slash whoever's in first type supporters... I don't know if Defoe is that much no. of a draw. Like to me, I, to yes, me, I would no. still be. I would still. No. If I was on the yes, fence, yes. I would go. Get, I would get season's tickets. But if I was a cold fan, this would not make me go. Bump. Yeah. No. If I've had uh, quite a few people at work says, "So TFC, they, they signed somebody. They're, they're making this. Is he actually any good? Who is this well, guy? That's the market. I don't think he's really. It's like, oh, he is a bloody big deal. Now, if he does bag his twenty twenty five goals. He will have been a bloody big deal, and, sure. and the joke's on everyone else who didn't get season tickets when they could. But until then, I would like to think management is quietly licking their lips at the idea of 20 goals easily. I and think 20 is a reasonable expectation. 20 is reasonable. 20 is plausible. Yeah. For him? If mm-hmm. he gets the service? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a huge and, part of it. And the yeah. thing but he can make his own service. That is the nice thing. Uh, yes and no. Uh, more I so think, than some I of the other strikers. I'm not sure, more so than I'm not sure with another small striker next to him. That's true, and that's why the whole yeah. loss of DK. Of course, is... As far as you know, adapting to MLS and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, take last year, Marco De Vallo was a lights out. Oh, he was great, blah blah blah. I feel like he kind of struggled in his first half season. I how you know, I kind of feel like Defoe could be very similar to De Vallo. Well, how injured is he right now? Defoe? Yeah, not very. Like it's not really. It's, it, it's, it was it's a lot a, of preservation. Is he injured? Well, he had a he had a hamstring problem over, he didn't the, play over today, Christmas. So I think he's in preservation mode. I, 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 agree. I would not put so much stock in. If he's it. in preservation mode, why not just let him go to Toronto? If they've got to be Optics. keeping him nice for Toronto, why can't they just let him I go think, to Toronto? Yeah, I think it had a lot to do just with yeah optics toward for Spurs. In general. They've got to wait until they get knocked out of the Europa Cup before they let it go. <laughs> oh, well, yes. no, no, no. We like to leave with a full, <laughs> with a full compliment of players. <laughs> Are we in the knockout stages yet? Yes, we yeah. Yeah, so oh, okay. nipple raw today. Yeah, I think I think it was a highly. Uh, or oh, do you think it was just think they weren't expecting Adebayor to be good? They thought they that was. A, I think that was a part of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's not turn this. Yeah, into as I say, let's, like, let's not talk about yeah. it, please. One more prediction: What is the minimum that this season becomes a failure? What is the minimum barrier to entry for this to be considered a success? Probably you have the best to make way playoffs. Yeah. 
Like, e- like playoffs, crash out, it's okay. Yep. Playoffs, advance the second round. Uh, for total, total disaster, I think, miss the playoffs. I think getting that wild card and losing that, that one entry game oh, is, is a pretty yeah. big disaster as well. Getting, it has to be a, a bona fide I, I think, we're in the playoffs. I think for any kind of level of people to say, oh, it's pretty successful, is winning a round in the See, playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. Really? Well, you think? Do you think? I, I think they've jumped expectations okay, so from for, for, for where for years here, it was just. It would was you just, Would you be content with playoffs? Just making it in the playoffs, like a real, not the playing game, not the limp in. They actually were like, we're and, in the playoffs. and out in the first yeah. round. Uh, not really. Okay. Not, not with the outlay they've they've done. Though. That Even, would be a bit disappointing. All right. I would be. Okay. I personally would be okay with it, only because it's uncharted territory. Exactly. We've never been there before. And at least we well, find it's, out it's what whole... was a what what part of the experiment was a success and a failure. I mean, they'll figure it out after about you know eight games. What what's the problem? But I mean, who knows that by game with yeah, 34, 36, <laughs> like by the time so, game thirty four happens. Oh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Yeah. So, so you, you see, I don't know the the preseason game. We just you know, obviously lost the first one to Columbus three one, and Ryan Nels, you know, oh, that was great. We found out what we need to work on. That's how you see the season. No, 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 no. Yeah? <laughs> no I think, I think, I, you get, or just one big preseason for twenty fifteen. You get hot and cold. You get hot and cold with it, and especially when the team turns itself over as often as this team has. When that brief period of time when Cooperman's was healthy, they looked like world beaters at times. Not always, sure. but at times. But then the wheels fell off, and they hit the skids for almost the entire summer. To say that after three games, or after six games, or after ten games, like. Oh, this is a disaster. Oh, this is a success. No, the measure is at the very end. If, if Toronto City can qualify for the playoffs and not have that the limp in, if they get knocked out, once they qualify and have a home game, a home date for the playoffs, the season is a success to me. Anything less than that is a failure. So if they get the limp in, if they can advance to the next round and get that home playoff date, which everybody so desperately wants, that will be the success too. My measure is one home playoff date, win or lose. So they get that, and it's a success. Do better than Montreal and Vancouver have so far. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Make the playoffs and don't flare out horribly. On, exactly. on about four times the budget. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. But I'm, I'm sort of of that mind too. Not that I don't... I think with the players they have, if, if everything, if all the dominoes fall into place and you know, everything goes according to Hoyle, then yes, they should win a round. They should advance in the playoffs. Semi-finals. Will, will, they, will they win the cup this year? No. Well, like, come uh, on. Yeah, but the MLS playoffs are such a uh, silly beast that, that, you know, you just got to get... Silly beast. <laughs> That's not a thing, Tony. <laughs> it is. Oh, you're you silly just, beast. You just have to get in. You just have to get in and be hot. You know, ask New York last year about not being not. hot. It is a well-known synonym for crapshoot. Yeah. The silly beast. <laughs> yes. Well, this whole thing. That's the newest NASL. Hashtag Silly Beasts. This is how the MLS is marketing the MLS. TFC Speeder Club, the Silly Beasts. Yeah, I think they're putting that in Syracuse. Yeah, that's pretty good. I just for the Raging Rhinos. So, yeah, I don't know. I think for what they've tried to assemble, including Julio Cesar now, to me says make the most of this year. Bradley and Defoe aren't. Uh, Bradley, especially, is not old by any means. Uh, Defoe is not at 32 next year. Turning 33, he's still going to be useful, barring injury. So it's not as if all their eggs are in this year's basket. But I that's think, why I don't think I, we can I, put everything on this year. We have to look no, no, success no. I, I'm this not year and success like no, next but level. they should be looking success yearly. They, of course, they should. They never have. Going back to an old question we've had about uh, super clubs, that is the mark. 
of a truly good club, the one that prepares to win Every the following year. year. Now, in MLS, being a silly beast of a league, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. But By the end of this show. But, we I mean, need silly beast shirts, Mark. But uh, we've that's seen, your next mission. We've seen seven years of not even. In Vocal that. minority merch folk yeah. would have silly beast shirts. Yes. It is remarkable silly beast. that TFC have been this bad for so long. In this league that you can flip a yeah. team around yeah. in an offseason, and we've been unable to do it, so... Yeah. Which is why I don't uh, think putting anything other than a first-round playoff no, no, appearance... I, I, like, and if that happened, I would, wouldn't be, you know... You wouldn't tear up your tickets and a, walk away. I would, no, I wouldn't be holding it. No, I'm waiting for the Argos to... Well, I know that. Gridiron lines for that. <laughs> no, but I, you wouldn't be putting a torch up and, and this has been a terrible disaster. You don't like, think there'll be protests? Like, like, oh, they could have been a bit better. You know, they could have won a round, but... You it know, could have been a contender? We, yeah, we, we, you know, at least we've got something to build on for next year, hopefully. When Lava comes back. If they don't trade him or sell him. He's being traded for a fifth round super draft. That's not even funny. 2017. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I reminisce for a spell. So being that it's that time of year, we thought we'd reminisce on the all-time TFC spring side, where we can reminisce over such great legends who never made it. What do you guys got? My ultimate springtime hero is Giovanni Caicedo. Ah, yes. The Ecuadorian beast of a defender. (laughs) Muscles rippling. Came into camp and was touted as the beast of Aaron Winter's new defense. The spoon. And seemed to get scared by Major League Soccer after a week <laughs> and got the first flight home to Quito. 45 minutes of preseason. Yes. Oh, but what a 45 minutes of... <laughs> a 45 minutes where the MLS stream announcers were ripping him a new a-hole for his defense. When oh, God, that, he was bad. Yeah. <laughs> But boy, did he look the business. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I don't know, I think his partner in defense is going to be uh, Ibrahim Saeed. Mm. Uh, Egyptian wow. international. Oh, wow. Was it 2010, 2011? Mm. African Cup of Nations veteran. No, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, you know, going to be a big thing. And, uh, you know, the main thing is, yeah, I remember, is he used to like, take a lot of pictures. They're always like people who went to... Uh, training and had but hey this is me with Ibrahim Saeed at training he didn't actually seem to pay attention to the actual training at, uh, and uh, yeah he never even got signed he didn't get as far as 45 minutes in a preseason game that's sad that's a legend good that's, enough, a, that's a spring time good legend. enough for Egypt not good enough for TFC <laughs> what does that say about you Egypt <laughs> <laughs> alright so mine as I've uh, been pointed out wasn't just a spring player but I really don't care is uh, Dimitri Alfoy uh, tattoo aficionado Originator of the Hipster TFC crew, and uh, late not only of the Ascals, but starring role in Justin Bieber's My Boyfriend Ooh. video. You have said so many things that disqualify him as any kind of legend, springtime <laughs> or otherwise. Well, I didn't say <laughs> infamous, perhaps, but uh, that well, is... You did mention the Philippine national team. Come so on. Mm-hmm. Name another Philippine... Footballer. Like Reggie Lamb, say- that's a one out of six. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say the Guzman's because... Honorary uh, mentions for the original Julio Cesar. 
who we've mentioned. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's pour yeah. out. Yeah. He came, he came, and he left. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jonathan Beaulieu Bourgeau. Excuse me. I was, uh, was like briefly there, I think, last season. No. Jonathan Beaulieu Borgolt. Oh, him, yeah. <laughs> you son, he was great. Out there. Yeah, that guy. He, uh, again, good enough for Canada, not good enough for TFC. That applies to a lot of people. Which though, is so it? strange because yeah. I would think yeah, that. Yeah. TFC would be at those times would have been below Canadian national. So. <sighs> who can below, forget the below. who can forget the excitement generated by Kiki Musampa? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Was, nicely done. Kiki nicely done. That's, that's decided impressive. to go play in the South Korean second division rather than sign with TFC. If that's in your drinking game, wow, you're <laughs> hardcore. And again, I'm throwing out not another uh, proper spring signing or non-signing. Is Nicholas Lindsay, who didn't even make it to spring because he decided he needed to go snowmobiling. He had a fall, though. Mm-hmm. He had, you know... A, you mean a fall off of the snowmobile? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that fall just whetted our interest. The next year was when he was supposed to actually mm-hmm. be with the team. I didn't mean to steal I know I'm not that. playing this That's game, okay. right? Yeah. No, I don't care. Much yeah. like other up-and-coming Canadian Andrew Warnock. Ooh, very nice. He was going to be. Oh, he was going to be. Paying attention. (laughs) Going back to Nicholas Lindsay's a random trivia fact. After John Conway got sent off for like messing up Stephen Lenhart, who was it that got subbed off? Nicholas Lindsay. It was sad. He'd played a great game. His substitution got completely lost in all the the shenanigans and the bits. He, if anyone deserved a standing ovation, it was Nicholas Lindsay. For his and that was the last we saw of him. Well, he at least looked pretty good standing on that side. I, I saw him in the uh, an academy game. The the one academy game I've been to see they were playing against the Mississauga Eagles. Thank you for that. He was, you're welcome. Uh, he was playing. He, he looked nothing special. Well, that pretty much sums up just about it. Other Mississauga Eagles, Eagles include real estate aficionado oh, yeah, Dave Gala. Gala. Hey. <laughs> uh, Follow him on Twitter if you're looking for a home in the Mississauga Did you North know? region. He scored a goal against Real Madrid. Oh, and yes. now he can oh. score you a great deal on a bungalow. Hey. That's fantastic. I was going to say uh, um, uh, Zach Harrell, mainly because he looked like the prototypical American soccer player. It's just that his, uh, his, his his medical condition caught up with him, or at least was detected, and that was the end of his illustrious career, which lasted, I think, about five days from the time he signed the contract to the time it became null and void. Did, did he even sign? I know we drafted him. Did he actually get as far as signing the I contract? I he did. I don't know. Maybe he didn't, and that was part of the medical. You're not going to get signed until the, you pass the medical. We, we oh, need to by look, the way. We yeah. need to, uh, Hold need on. To be looking One more, please. Can, can Chris Posnack be thrown into this list? Because I don't remember him he, being he did, on the He a full season. Did he really? Yes, he absolutely And they did. almost brought him back a second time. Sorry, Chris. And that charming commercial. Sorry, yes. Charlie. And that's <laughs> the only thing he's famous for. It's the other guy with uh, Mr. Coffee. So, yeah. now, if we're going to throw anyone into... Uh, uh, almost springtime 11 has to be Xiao Pinto. Oh, yeah. Just for the amount of times he was rumored to come here. But never actually came. Was he in Yorkville? Was he seen in Yorkville? Oh, I think so. He was in the, he was in the, the back seat of Julian de Guzman's Lamborghini. Right. Fine. That's just as well. What a, what a wonderful walk down memory lane. You guys got anything, uh, anything planned as far as how we're going to contribute to the, the atmosphere of, of the game's uh, coming up because I've I've got we have I've, to contribute to the atmosphere now. Oh, oh. I stand already, isn't that enough? Come on, <laughs> we show up. Look, I mean, we I grumble. We look pretty. Um, I'm, I'm I look pretty. The rest lunch. of you just grumble. But. 
I'm, I'm actually uh, quite proud of, uh, of what, what I've... What oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Please go no, ahead. No, sorry. Don't, don't mind us. I, I, I was optimistic that you Lay guys were going to you know, throw in, but mm. I, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, us, maybe right? you guys will have it, and then I'll do it. And it's like, oh, look, we did a whole thing. No, it's just me. I'm not going to sing it, because really, I don't feel like singing it. Um, oh, come on. Well, there's only one Julio Cesar. Only one Julio Cesar. There was one before, but now he's no more. Walking in a Brazilian wonderland. Now, there is a second verse to that. There's only mm. one Julio Cesar. Only one Julio Cesar. He makes a big save, and now he's clean-shaved. Walking in a Brazilian wonderland. Did he used to have a beard or a mustache? Or or did, did the other Julio Cesar have a mustache? Julio, so! Julio, Julio, I... I it's a Brazilian. Come on, hey, don't hey, hey, work hey, with hey. us. Right, Brazilian. I was just gonna, I was uh, just gonna let him keep asking questions <laughs> and I go to the end round. <laughs> just go right to the end, as if he didn't know. Just go, just like, oh, so Christian, what are you working out? Where are they find you? Just let that hang. That would have been great. Uh, Brazilians. Yes. Um. So yeah. So. Uh, well, well, so here it, it's just the, the basic. Where were you when we were shite? Uh, yeah. It's, Getting paid, being successful. I mean, everyone knows the answers to that. <laughs> Not being I'm, I'm expecting a lot of, hey, is that is that that is that that guy that we signed, the one from Europe? Yeah, I'm we expecting to hear that fantastic. a lot. <laughs> and you know, and when they lose two games in a row, I'm expecting us to have our leg room and our leisure space back. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure all those uh, all those uh, scalpers tickets will go unused after about three games or bad weather, whatever happens first. Well, it will be interesting. I, I, the atmosphere in El Cerritos will probably be, as canned as it tends to be, will be better, more akin to 2009 than 2013, I'm sure, for a while. As, as, much, as, make, as much as we make fun, I would like that. Yes, yes I agree. It's, I agree. No, it's it times would be great. You go to Canada games, and, yeah. ooh, the, it's there's actually energy. full and there's energy. Yeah. People yeah. are happy. To have the malaise is yeah. tiring. Yeah. Even, we even, do without even when the stadium was full last season, mm-hmm. you know, was it, it was both those games? Well, full-ish. Yeah. Was Beckham playing? There's a lot of, <laughs> you know, we're all very quiet. We all stand and we watch. Yay. There was no reason, though, to, like... I like a good chant. I like a good song. And, and, and as you guys have sat around, know that. Because I will, I will start up Bohemian Rhapsody at the drop of a hat. But there was zero reason, for the most part, to sing at any point right. in time to, during the season. So it's hard to have passion when the thing you're watching is passionless. Oh, I, I, th- there's n- no way to mm-hmm. blame the supporters for lack of atmosphere at the stadium. No. Uh, you can only be bludgeoned over the head for so many years. Oh, absolutely. But it'll be, uh, it, you know, it will be fun. It'll, it'll be, be fun to have. It'll be canned. It'll be a bit. It'll be the same there. songs we heard in 2009. Yeah. But, it, but it'll be okay. And, you know, maybe. And I missed the DC. It'll be good and then we'll keep winning and that energy will, you know, just roll and keep going and you know, it'll be fantastic. And we'll actually be and able to do our own chance. They will increase the ticket prices and bring in the Argos. Hooray! Huzzah! It will all have been Win. worth it! And scene. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like it's already been written. Mm. I wouldn't see this movie. Make me cry. Aww. <laughs> oh, well. So, we, Duncan, where can mm. people find you on the internet? What are you working on? Uh, they can, people can generally find me uh, writing at Waking the Reds. Uh, my Twitter... I believe it's uh, at Duncan D. Fletcher. Uh, what am I working on? It's uh, a bit of a soft news piece. I'm uh, heading over to Latvia, uh, doing a brief like, couple of minute thing uh, on short shoulder massages. Uh, Ravis Hanuskanovich, the best way to do a shoulder massage. Uh, 
Look, look for that uh, next week. Yes, sounds riveting. Absolutely, that's amazing. I just say it's a puff piece, but yeah. that's what. No, you know what? Hey, that's uh, people need to know what you're working on. Christian, yeah. what you got? Uh, you well, doing? you can find me on the Twitters at uh, at KZ Knowles, and I also can be found rambling on and on at Waking the Red on occasion. Uh, I'm currently working on a hard hitting investigative piece on what kind of wax Michael Bradley uses on his head to make it so shiny. Mm, nice. I'm guessing mm. paraffin. Tony, what do you got? What do you know? You can read my drivel at theyorkies.ca and on Twitter at theyorkies1812. No timeline set yet, but in our special investigative uh, story into Colin Samuel's gastric bypass surgery, but <laughs> coming soon, speaking of puff pieces. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope he's doing okay. And the pastry. Um, you can follow me, Mark, at uh, Ignertalk. I really need to get a better, easily spellable mm. Twitter handle, but... For the time being, it's I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. Uh, I'm actually working on a piece that will be ready for opening day, correlating to our prize signing and our guardian from Seagulls entitled uh, The Bitchies and Defoes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it from the Vocal Minority. Uh, until next time, get used to it, Toronto.